0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Monclova Baptist Church Podcast. We're thankful that you joined us today. Hey, if you would do us a favor at the end of this episode, make sure that you follow us on our social, Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell button so that you get notified every time that we post new content. If you also want to stay connected with us beyond Sunday morning, make sure that you download the MRBC app on the Google Play Store or the App Store. Now let's dive in.
1: Glad that you are here to worship the Lord with us together today. And the uh, Lord has blessed us with some wonderful weather. And uh, so we're so thankful for that. And uh, guest here today is good to see you. I've seen some folks that uh, I haven't uh, uh, seen in quite a while and others that I've never met before. So it's good to see you today. I'm glad that you chose to be here today we're glad that you're here. I uh, saw the Ladinos come in. Where are they at? They were over this way. Here they are. They're here. And uh, we're glad that they're here visiting with us today and they're home on furlough. So we'll get to see them and speak with them uh, here as their home. So praise the Lord. They're here safely. We're thankful for that. And many others, many, many others. uh, We're glad that you're here today. Turn your Bibles to the book of Romans Romans chapter number 11, if you would please Romans chapter 11, I'm going to continue today preaching on prayer. You know, this past week I have so many, so many prayer requests came in so many people with, um, needs and, um, serious needs. I, I want to give you an update on, um, the Kaminsky's Austin and Kylie, uh, Carly, um, she, the baby is, is still um, doing well and uh, God is answering our prayer. They were just at the doctor's this past week and, and the baby's growing and um, so we, we just rejoice and we praise God for this answered prayer. And on the 25th of this month, they're going to take her uh, and uh, admit her into the hospital. And uh, once uh, she's there, they say there should be no problems at all. Baby can come early and there's not a problem at all uh, caring for the baby at that time. And so we, uh, we know that God is the one that deserves praise and so I want you, church, to continue to pray. This is the Kaminsky's um, daughter-in-law and son and grandbaby. And so I want you to continue to pray, if you would, please, for this dear family. And I was talking with Jeff this morning and, um, you know, all the technology in the world. And we appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. But uh, we know it's prayer. Uh, we know it's God that uh, that holds this all together. And we're so thankful for that. On the way, I end this morning I called uh, someone that's here in this room. I won't mention them by name, but they, they said to me, Pastor, I've got a prayer request, and I don't know what to do. I've got to make a decision. And I thought so, as I contemplated that and, and uh, knew what this message was at, about today, I thought so many in this room, so many that maybe are watching online, they're saying the same thing. I've got a prayer request. I've got to hear from God. What do I do? what do I do? Prayer is something that is talked about so much, but really so many Christians aren't quite sure how to pray. I want you to know this, though, we're in good company. I want to remind you that the disciples said of Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us to pray. And they were walking with Jesus. They were watching him do miracles. They were watching him as he prayed, but they understood there was something there about prayer they didn't understand teach us to pray. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is important. Matter of fact, I would say this, we cannot live our Christian life without prayer. We need to pray. We need to learn how to pray. Prayer has to be an uh, important part of our life. It's us communicating with God. It's us bringing our petitions and our requests to an almighty God. I want you to go with me to Romans chapter number 11, Romans 11. And we're going to be in verse number 36, Romans 11, 36. And you might say, as we read this verse, what does that have to do with prayer? Stay with me this morning. Stay with me this morning. And I want to help us in this matter of prayer. Romans eleven thirty-six. the Bible says, for of him, and through him, and to him are all things to whom be glory forever, amen. I want you to look at this verse, and I want you to, if you're gonna outline this verse, there's three things I want you to see here, for of him, and through him, and to him. All things are all things to whom be glory forever, amen. Amen. Of him, through him, to him. I want you to write this in your heart someplace this morning as we begin this thought and this message. I want you to remember this. I want you to remember the sovereignty of the Almighty God. The sovereignty of Almighty God. Of him, through him, and to him. Would you say it with me? Ready? Of him, through him, and to him. All things are under God. All things. All things are of him, through him, and to him. This is the God that we pray to. This is our heavenly father. This is the God that that when we have a need, we can come to. He has all authority. He has all power. He has all riches. He has all might. He knows all. He sees all. This is the God that all things are under of him, through him, and to him. And this is who we pray to. In Revelation 1, verse number 8, the Bible says this, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. This is God. He's always been. He always will be. This is the one that we pray to. He's always been. He's the first and he's last. Go with me to the book of Colossians, if you would, please. Would you find your way to the book of Colossians? Just a few pages over, a few books over from where we're at in Romans. Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians chapter 1, and I want you to see in verse number 16. I like how the Apostle Paul, he puts pretty much, he is, he is saying here in the book of Colossians, what we read in Romans there, uh, of him, through him, to him. Look with me in verse number 16 of Colossians chapter number 1. The Bible says this, For by him were all things created, Now, we believe, we believe that every single thing that has been created in this world has been created by God himself, spoken into existence. What a a powerful, wonderful God that is, that doesn't need anything to make anything. All God has to do is speak it in his words, create This is what we read of. This is the God who we pray to. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or power. All things were created by him and what? For him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Look with me again in verse number 17. And he is before all things. He, he is before. He, 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 he was before anything was. God was. He's all powerful. He created all things. There's, there's nothing in this universe, there's nothing that you can see, there's nothing that you cannot see that God did not create. And this is the God that we pray to. This is the God that, as we pray, we enter into His throne room, and He is before all things, and by Him, all things consist. And so, know we learn in Colossians that God is the power of creation; everything is here by Him, everything. My wife and I were sitting outside this past uh evening uh, a couple evenings ago this past week a beautiful week we had we were just sitting out front on on our on our patio chairs there and and we were looking up and and I saw this star and I said to Michelle look at that star And then she saw another star and we said, look at that star. And then we saw another star. Then Chloe came out and said, look at that one. It's moving. And we said, that's not a star. That's an airplane. But good, good thought, Chloe. Um, But we were looking up and we were seeing these stars and we just said how majestic God is. And as I sat there in that chair and I looked up at that star, I thought to myself, thousands of years ago, somebody on this earth looked up and saw that same star in the same place, and it's always been. Not because that star is powerful, but because the God that created that star hung that star in its place, and that star will do as it's commanded by God, and it hasn't failed. Because it's God. God is not only power, the power of creation, God is the preserver of creation. He holds it all together. Aren't you so thankful that that as we think that this world is spinning out of control, the reality is this, that creation is exactly where God has designed it to be? The stars aren't falling. You know, when we got up this morning, none of us were concerned that the sun was not going to come up. The moon was up last night. Earth is revolving around the sun like it's supposed to. Our, our, our planets are where they're supposed to. All of this is because God has designed this and God has preserved this. God is the preserver of this universe. In Isaiah 40, verse number uh, 26, I'm going to turn there just for sake of time. Let me go there. If you can find it, wonderful. If not, just write that down in your notes someplace. Isaiah 40, verse number 26, the Bible says this, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number? He calleth them all by name, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power. And listen to the last part of this verse. Not one faileth. Not one faileth. God doesn't get it right nine out of 10 times. God doesn't get it right eight out of 10 times. God gets it right every single time because he's God. And this is the one that we pray to. God calls the stars by name. You know, in the Milky Way, our Milky Way galaxy that we live in, they say this, I'm not sure who they are, but I'll just believe it, but they say there's some hundred billion stars. Hundred billion stars. And God calls every one of them by name. How many of you have a problem with names? Huh? One of the reason we call people brothers and sisters around here <laughs> is because we don't know names. Hey, brother, that means I don't know your name. Hey, sister, that means I don't know your name. Isn't wonderful? You can tell someone your name and they still call you brother every single week. God, though, knows your name. He knows who you are. He created you. He created every one of these Billions of stars, not just in our galaxy, but all of the universe, and he knows them by name, the Bible says. God is the author and preserver of all things, and this is the God that we pray to. In Colossians, our text, there in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, it says that uh, the Lord is the, the purpose of creation. It says this, it is for him. Everything is for him. And and, in church, as we look into this thought of prayer here today, I want to remind you that God created all things, but he created all things for him. Everything is for him. Of him, through him, and to him is what Romans says. Colossians says this, that everything, the purpose of creation was for him. You know, this, this of him, And through him and to him, we find this all throughout the Bible. We find this all throughout our understanding of the Bible. Salvation is of him, it's through him, and it's to him. That's when we think about Christ or salvation in Jesus Christ. It's of God. It comes from God. It's through Jesus Christ, and it's to him. It's so that we are reconciled back to God, the purpose of salvation, sanctification is the same thing once we're saved it's of him it's through him and it's to him Every theme that you would find throughout the Bible that we are to learn, you would find it, as Romans tells us, it's of him, it's through him, and it's to him. Creation from the beginning was of him and through him and to him. Our life today is of him, through him, and to him. Our salvation is of him, through him, to him. Our sanctification is of him, through him, and to him. Our stewardship is of him, through him, and to him. Nothing we give back to God is ours. It's all his. Any blessings we have, anything good we have has come by the hand of God, the Bible says. It's of him, it's through him, and our giving is to him. We see it in salvation, we see it in sanctification, we see it in stewardship, we see it in our service. I was sitting there on the front this morning and I just was thinking about those that were playing and and those that were playing instruments over here and those ladies that were playing here and those that were on this platform singing. And and I was just so thankful their service today is not to us, their service today is God. It's of him, it's through him, it's to him. Everything that we do, everything that we find in God's word is of him, through him, and to him. And, And understanding this principle Understanding this throughout the Bible of him, through him, and to him gives us a great understanding on how to pray. And I want you to hear this with me. Stay with me here this morning. How do we pray? Because so often we pray and we're not sure, should I even be praying about this? So often we pray and we don't understand why God doesn't answer the prayer the way we want it answered. So often we pray, we can come to a conclusion and and not, not, not fair, but we come to this conclusion, God doesn't care. So how do we pray? If everything we find is of him, through him, and to him, then I would say this same principle that we see through salvation, throughout the Bible, through everything that God has given us, this same principle we find when it comes to prayer. I want you to write this down, please. Someplace in your heart, the origin of prayer is rooted in the purpose of God. Prayer. The origin of prayer, our prayers should be rooted in the purpose of God. What does God want? If everything is of him and through him and to him, then our prayers ought to be rooted in his purpose, his purpose. It's it's the prayer that gets to heaven ought to start in heaven. The prayers that get to heaven ought to start in heaven. God's purpose, how we pray ought to be God if this is your will, your purpose, your desire, what you want done. So the prayers that get to heaven are the ones that start in heaven. You say, what do you mean by that? The purpose of God. Prayer is God's way of getting heaven Prayer is God's way of getting heaven's will done on earth, not our way of getting our will done in heaven. Let me me say this again. Prayer is God's way of getting heaven's will done on earth. It's not our way of getting our will done in heaven. Please don't miss this principle today because I believe this is what frustrates so many people. God is almighty. God is powerful. God is gracious. God has created this universe with just his words. We understand that. We believe that. We know you take our needs aside, and we believe that God is powerful, that God is righteous, and God is mighty. Then the same God that is powerful, righteous, and mighty in creation is the same God that is powerful, mighty, and righteous in our prayers. But our prayers must match what God desires in his purpose, not expecting God to match our desires in our purpose. And so today, I want to answer this question, why, or what is the reason of prayer? I I looked at this last week, and I had a conversation with several people this week, this past week after my message, and why do we pray? If God knows everything, then why do we pray? What's the purpose of prayer? Why 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 waste our time if God's just gonna do whatever God wants to do? God has given us the privilege of working with him. Would you would you think of this thing? Why why is why is the reason of prayer? What is the reason of prayer? It's because God has given us the privilege of working with him. In 2 Corinthians 6.1, the Bible says we are workers together with him. God gives us the privilege of working together with him. Isn't that a wonderful thing? We came here. We live our lives. We're worshiping today, not to satisfy our flesh, not to do what we want, not to gain what we want, but to work together with him. What a privilege it is to partner with God and allow God's will to be done upon this earth. And that's what prayer does. Prayer is acknowledging that God, your purpose is what's greater. It, it all starts with your will and your plan. What you desire in heaven is what we desire in this earth. And by praying, it brings you into a partnership with an almighty God. What a privilege it is. My son's away for about two and a half weeks at the military. And right before he left, he got promoted. And so he's a, he's a Sergeant now. And, um, and so I guess I'm not, I was never in the military, but from what I understand is now when you become a Sergeant, you're a non-commissioned officer. So now people work under you. And so that's a big deal. Instead of everyone telling you what to do, you get to tell someone what to do. And so he's going to be deployed this summer. And, and, um, uh, I talked to him yesterday while he was away. He had a few moments and we were talking. I said, hey, bud. I said, so how's it going now that you are a, a sergeant? How's it going? I said, are you getting to tell people what to do? He says, no, dad. He said, um, I am a sergeant, but, but they don't even acknowledge it. And he said, my deployment, I'll have the rank, but it's already set and everything is already set and, and the positions are already filled. And so I'll be deployed as a sergeant. He said, but I won't have any authority. No one will work for me. He said, I'm kind of going to be in this weird space. I said, oh. I said, so what's the benefit of this? He says, the benefit of this will be I will get information that I wouldn't get if I wasn't a sergeant. I said, oh, that could be good. He says, yeah, I won't have to hear it through rumors. I won't have to hear it, you know, through the grapevine. I won't have to wait till maybe everyone else underneath me gets it. I'll be able to get information when necessary, And I said, that's a great privilege, isn't it? He said, oh, it's a wonderful thing to get uh, information, to understand, to work together, to be a part of the team. You know, it isn't always about I getting my way, but just simply partnering up and knowing what's going on. And my friend, this is what prayer does. Prayer allows us to get on the same page with God, not God get on the same page with us. And there's a big difference. We are workers together with him. As we're driving, my kids, um, I'm sure many of you have done the same thing. When my kids were young, they wanted to drive. And so uh, I did it uh, with several of them out in the parking lot on a Sunday afternoon when everyone else is gone and they wanted to drive. When they're really young, I could let them sit on my lap and they would hold on to the wheel and they would be driving in the parking lot. How many of you ever done that with your kids before? And how many of your kids thought they were driving? And they would go home and say, Mom, Dad, let me drive. And my wife would look at me and I'd say, no, I let them sit on my lap. What they didn't understand was my hands were still on the wheel. What they didn't understand was my feet were still on the pedals. Oh, yeah, they were sitting there and they were holding onto the wheel, but I was in full control the entire time. And all, oh, listen to me today. God is in full control the entire time. And God has the wheel and God has his foot on the pedals and God is accomplishing what he wants. And every so often, isn't it a wonderful thing when he lets us sit there behind the wheel and hold on to the wheel and partner together with him? It's when they're too big to sit on your lap and yet not old enough to drive. Is when we just say we're too busy, we can't do that, you know? Because they really think they would be driving and end up hitting a pole or something in the parking lot. God allows us to partner with Him. What a wonderful privilege prayer is. I want you to write this down. Number two, prayer, why do we pray? What's the value of prayer? Prayer bonds us with God. Spending time in prayer brings us together with God. When we pray, We connect with God. My daughter and I, we drove a couple hours yesterday, and we went on a train ride, a a two and a half hour train ride, and then two hours back, and we just bonded and connected in that car, and we talked about things that I normally wouldn't have had the time to talk to her about, but that drive there and back, there in that car, just her and I, it bonds us together, it connects us together. Oh, my friend, hear me today, prayer connects you and bonds you to God. Prayer is an important thing in the life of a Christian. Prayer teaches us, number three, it teaches us. You know, so often when prayer, when we pray, we need to be right with God. The Bible talks about sometimes when we pray, our prayers aren't heard because of sin. Prayer ought to teach us. Is there sinner life? Prayer ought to disciple us. Prayer ought to teach us. Prayer ought to help us to become more like Christ because we get to come into the presence of God. It's a wonderful way for us to check and make sure that we are living the life that God intended us to live. In order for us to be fruitful in anything, we do, we, we, we must get everything from God. If you want to be fruitful in anything you do, you must understand it has to come by the hand of God. It has to come. It has to come by the hand of God. My wife was in Michigan yesterday, and she was speaking at a at a church, at a ladies' group, and uh, my wife gets these invitations and she's not, she really is not uh, one to get up and, and uh, uh, gets really nervous when she has to get up and, and teach and, and, uh, but she puts so much into it. I watch her. She'll study and she'll rehearse and she'll, she'll spend so much, the week coming up to it, so much in prayer, so much in preparation. And, and, I, and the other night before she left, I, I said to her this, isn't it a wonderful thing to know that all you have to do is stand before the people and give them what God desires for them? It takes all the pressure out. There's nothing in me that, I, that you need There's no wisdom that I have. There's no intellect that I can give you. There's nothing that I have that you need, but what you do need is found in God's Word. And if we can just simply present to you what God desires for you, we then hear from God what we need to hear. Prayer connects you with God. Prayer teaches you in order for us to be fruitful in anything, we must Get it from God. If you're struggling with anything in your life today, what you need to understand is you get what you need from God. God's not a respecter of persons. Our prayer list shows us week after week that there is many that have great needs. Prayer doesn't, doesn't bend God's will to fit our will. Prayer finds the will of God and it gets us involved in it. Don't miss this, please. Prayer doesn't bend God's will to fit our will, but rather prayer finds the will of God and gets us involved in it. And see, there's a difference between many how many of us pray. When's the last time we prayed God What do you desire? God, what do you want? God, teach me to do your will. God, help me to understand what your mind is. So often we're praying and we're giving God the list of everything that we want God to do. We want God to resolve. We want God to fulfill. But maybe we ought to just stop and say, God, I want to know what you desire, what you want. You see, the origin of prayer roots in the purpose Of God. For of him is all things, the Bible tells us. Write this down. Number two, if you would please, the operation of prayer relies on the power of God. No, no, don't miss this one. The operation of prayer relies on the power of God. God gives us the desire to pray. One of the things I hear so often, and I must tell you, you're all in good company if this is where you're at. All of us struggle with a desire to pray. One of the hardest things to do as a Christian is pray. We talk about it often, but it's the thing we do least. Pray. I'm talking about spending time with an Almighty God. It's God that gives us this desire. In Romans chapter 8, verse number 15, just a page over from where we're at in Romans, Romans eight, 15, the Bible says this: for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba Father. What is it that allows us to cry, Abba Father? It's the spirit of God that now lives within within us. He's the one that gives us the desire. The Spirit of God is the one that gives us the desire to pray. God gives us the, not only the desire to pray, but God also gives us the direction to pray. What do we ask for? How do we know what to pray? It's the Spirit of God that teaches us. It's the Spirit of God that teaches us. In Matthew sixteen nineteen. In Matthew 16, 19, let me head there, and again, just you will just take this down in notes and go back, and you can read this. Matthew 16, 19, the Bible, it says this, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. This is Jesus speaking. And whatsoever shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And what Jesus is simply saying is this, find out what God wants in heaven and release it here on earth because prayer is powerful. And God is the ruler of heaven and earth. We need to find out, God, what do you desire and pray those things here upon this earth. Find out what God's desire is. Prayer, like this principle that we see in the book of Romans, chapter 11, that we see throughout the Bible, through creation, through salvation, through sanctification, prayer, we can find the same. It is of him, it is through him, and prayer is to him. Prayer is rooted in the purpose of God. Prayer releases the power of God and it relies on the power of God. And number three, would you write this down? The objective of prayer is the praise of God. When God answers prayer, it's not for us, it's for him to receive praise. I believe, I believe that God is going to answer this prayer as we're praying with, with the Kaminskis. And when God does, it's God that receives the praise. If anything we ask of God, the result should always be God receives the praise. Look with me, if you would, please, again, in in, verse, in uh, uh, chapter 11, verse number 36. For of him and through him and to him are all things, and look what the rest of that verse says, to whom be glory forever, amen. The objective of prayer is to praise God. God is in the business of receiving glory. And church, let's not forget this. Our purpose here on this earth, now that we are a child of God, is to bring God glory. Our prayer as we pray, God, what is your will? What is your desire? What is your purpose? When we align ourselves with God and partner with God and we see God answer those prayers, the answer of those prayers ought to always bring praise and glory to God. Do we ever pray and ask God to be glorified? You see, God is in the business of receiving glory, so we need to ask for the glory of God. You know what praise does? Praise enjoys the giver. Praise enjoys. As we are praising and thanking God, what we are doing is enjoying the giver of all things. We're giving him praise. We're giving him glory. We're thanking him for his his faithfulness. Praise enjoys the giver, and God is the giver of all things. Prayer, it's, it's for him, I'm sorry, it's of him and through him and to him. How's your prayer life? Can you say that I, my prayer life is of him and through him and to him? And the result or the answering of my prayers always produce a praise for the giver of all things. You see, church, I know there's much to be prayed for. We have so much on a prayer list and often I see that prayer list and I wish, I wish you could see the amount of texts or phone calls or conversations I have with our church every week. The amount of prayer that's needed. We need to be on God's page knowing his will and his desire, that he's powerful, that he's wonderful, that he is greater than all things. And let's bring our petitions to God, asking God to perform his purpose in his will here on this earth. Let's be a part of what God is doing. And let's give him praise. Do you know what prayer is? Prayer is not just asking. It's also praising. And I'm guilty of this. As I was studying through this this week and several conversations I was having, the Lord really convicted me of this because I ask the Lord for a lot of things. How many of you have ever asked the Lord for something? Today. <laughs> But do we praise him? Do we give him glory? Do we spend a, as much time praising as we do asking? Well, he knows I care. He knows I'm thankful. Do you tell him? Do you praise him? And I thought we'd do this. I thought I'd ask you today, Pray. How many of you have something that you're praying about today that you're asking God to do a miracle? How many of you are asking? How many of you have asked God to do a great thing and God has done it? Have you praised Him? Does He get the glory? Does He get the honor? And so church, I thought we'd do this at our time of invitation as we close today. I want you to pray. If you have a great need, and I know many people here do, I want you to come and I want you to take this need before God, and I want you to pray, God, according to your purpose and according to your plan, you answer this prayer. I just simply want to partner with what you're doing here on this earth. And God, however you choose to answer this, I'm okay with it because this is about your purpose and about your will. You see, when you pray that way, you don't get upset with what God answers. How could God be wrong? And if God has answered a prayer in your life, why don't we just today come and say, God, I praise you. I glorify you. I thank you. I exalt you. I worship you today because you are the giver of all things. How many of you have a prayer you need God to answer? How many of you have a praise that you're thankful for?
0: You just finished listening to a message from the preaching ministry at Monclova Road Baptist Church. If it was a help to you, make sure that you let somebody know about it. If you need help beyond this message, make sure that you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or check out our website, MonclovaBaptist.org. And we would love to connect with you there and help you with anything that you might need. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Monclova Baptist Church Podcast.